On this episode of Whale Cave, writer Will Stegman reconsiders his lifelong hatred of Billy Joel, and host Matt Price tries out a new game show using Wu-Tang Clan songs. Whale Cave starts now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Whale Cave. My name is Matt Price. Great episode today. Will Stegman is here. Will wrote a blog. We'll get into exactly what it was, but basically he wrote a blog called A Year of Billy Joel. The gist of it is he really dislikes Billy Joel, and then he wanted to write a, a song. Anyway, he'll explain it, but it's pretty fascinating, and he's, he's writing a book about it, and um, and he, it's great. He's really, really, uh, really funny, so he'll be here really excited. Um, we're, in the, we're in the midst of the season two. Season two, yeah. okay, I'm here with Matt Belknap. Hot and heavy on season two. Hot and heavy. We're in the mi- we're in the thick of it in the summer. Mm-hmm. Summer 2014, and uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, if you have any questions, any thoughts, Matt at whalecave.com, M-A-T-T at whalecave.com, or at Twitter's at whalecave. Um, so anyway, we'll, we'll talk to Will in a couple minutes, but before we do, I wanted to, you know, in the first season of Whale Cave, uh, I told a story about how my daughter got a, a CD and one of the songs was called I Love Pussy. And it really bothered me. And Paul F. Tompkins was on that episode. You can get it all in the first season of Whale Cave. Uh, I like how I'm calling these seasons, by the way. Uh, but you can get it all. If you go on iTunes, you can get them all there. But I, during the Paul F. Tompkins episode with, uh, I believe, Katie Crown was on that one too. But Paul specifically was disgusted and thought I was kind of an idiot for thinking that I Love Pussy was even like an offensive kid song. Like he, he sort of, cause I listened to it recently and he kind of made me, I don't know. He, 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 he didn't think it was that big he of a deal. He took you to task. Took me to task. A little bit. He took me out to the woodshed behind the woodshed uh-huh. a little bit. For, for humor, I hope, I think. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't really mad about it. I'm yeah. just saying like it was interesting, but you can, you can hear this. You can be judged for yourself. I don't think you were crazy, by the way. Right. I think that's a pretty outlandish title. If you're in England, I get it, but. Yeah. If you're somewhere in, in Manchester, um, but just Manchester, everywhere else. Yeah. But the the if you haven't heard it somehow, um, the whole idea is that my daughter got the CD of kids songs. It was called um, uh, Little Miss Muffet and other classics. And one of the classics on there was called I Love Pussy. And I thought it was, I just thought it was inappropriate for a kid's CD. <clears throat> Excuse me to call something I Love Pussy. You know, it's like having a song about the uh, uh, chicken in a soccer game called cock and balls i just thought it was i just thought it was poorly titled yeah you can you could work you you have to know what you're doing when you write that title yeah and you have to know that there's a way around it but i was thinking about the other day and um because it sounded like it also i was saying it also sounded like a wu-tang song um so i was thinking you know during this time off i had i had not time off but (laughs) because i was working actually really hard but in the last year i was like yeah this should be like a this could be like a game show Mm mm-hmm like Wu-Tang song or kid song, you know, I'll just <laughs> yeah. read titles. Yeah. And so guess what, folks? That's what we're going to play here. What? With Matt Belknap. That's right. For the oh. first time ever, we're playing this game. Wu-Tang song or kid song. Here's how it goes. Wu-Tang song or kid song. Wu-Tang song or kid song. Yeah, that's the that, theme. Now like, I'm ready. That I is wasn't, tight. I didn't think I was ready, but now I'm ready. Season two, you got some theme songs. Yeah. That is tight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, so here's how we play. I'm so Matt Belknap's going to play with me. Yeah, I thought you'd be a great contestant. I know I have two kids, and I I do I am a fan of the Wu Tang Clan. And your kids, I assume, listen to like, on occasion some kids music, or sure. at least you know lots of it. Probably because you like music, probably more advanced kids music. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm not I not like you in that, and that's I'm not criticizing you. I'm criticizing mm. myself mm. in that okay. I don't uh, better better. I don't. Uh, I just, we just end up listening to what, like Disney, whatever thing, you know, it's, I don't push my stuff on it because most of the stuff I like isn't appropriate for children. Like I can't, you work around that, you know, rap music is, right. you shouldn't be <laughs> listened to. So I just go, okay, fine. Let's put the Frozen soundtrack on again. You're not playing Midnight Marauders for uh, your daughters. See what I did there? Uh, uh, I sometimes think like, should I find the clean version of some things I like? And then mm-hmm. like that, that it, it bums me out to think about buying the clean version of anything. Like, right. I hate that. I hate it. So I just would rather not even do it. Yeah, I understand. Um, I, re- I respect that. There's I, some, I will, this is not what we are here to talk about, but I will say, uh, there's a, there's a great group for kids called Lucky Diaz and the family. I love Shamit. Lucky Diaz. <laughs> high five. Oh, we're high fiving. You, yes. oh, God, you can't see it. Yeah. My daughter, and I'm going to play the theme song again just to get people back into it. But my daughter, I took her to see Lucky Diaz. She loves yes, Lucky Diaz. We saw them too. Are you they're kidding great. Me? Yeah, we went to we that. We saw them at McCabe's. Oh, cool. We went to a thing. You know, they're, do you know they're going to have a show on PBS? Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. uh, it's like Lishy Lou and Lishy Lou and Lucky, Lucky too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about Amazing. that. Amazing. We went to, like, they did a run of shows at the, uh, it's a weird little space behind the Target in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, that weird street. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, it was awesome. And uh, so we have that one album. I want to actually, I think we even bought another one. I haven't put it in the car yet. But, mm-hmm. um, they're great. I do like Lisa Loeb's kids' albums. They're fun. Okay. Um, my daughter likes those. So, yeah, I try to make it somewhat interesting, but still in the kids' world. But, yes, here we go. You're, you found some song titles, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, folks, we're, let's get, listen, I know you guys want to hear us talk about kids' music all day. But here's the thing. I found, uh, I'm going to tell you a song title mm-hmm. okay you're gonna tell me if it is a song by the wu-tang clan mm-hmm. or it is a song by the backyardigans <laughs> okay and here's the beauty of this game it's always the wu-tang clan always <laughs> but it could be the backyardigans right. the wiggles oh you know it could be barney okay who knows? These are all things I'm not familiar with because those. But are, this is going to be the backyard again. This episode. Oh, this okay. Right. So, I, but but just to, just to clarify, this is, I'm not a ringer. I don't really know the, hmm. the work of the backyard again. I know more of like you know more of the Wu Tang Clan. I do know, and now that's another question I have: Are there Wu Tang solo efforts, side projects involved, or is it just strictly under the Wu Tang Clan banner that these songs fall? This is all under. This is all as a group. As a, okay. Disciples so of the 36 Chambers, mm-hmm. Enter the Wu-Tang Clan, mm-hmm. uh, Eight Wu-Tang Diagrams. Forever. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Got the it. W. The W. You know, that's, that's kind of where I gave up, by the way. Okay. The W. So there, there's newer stuff I'm not that familiar with. So I'm going to play you, um, we're going to go, let's see, where are we going to go first? We're going to go, uh, I'm going to play you uh, five tracks. We're going to see how you score. So, wait a minute. You're going to say the titles or you're going to play them? I'm going to say the titles. Yeah. Right. I'm going to say the titles. You'll guess Wu-Tang Clan. And then you'll play the song. For kids. To reveal the I'll answer. I'll play it. Okay. And then uh, if you get, uh, let's just say, if you get them all right, 
huge prize. Okay, I'm excited. All right, here we go. Okay, here's how we go. The first song title. Mm-hmm. First song title in Wu Tang song or kid song. Surfs up, ho daddy. <laughs> oh man, surfs up, ho daddy. Mm-hmm. At, at first, it sounded easy, and then it sounded not easy. I'm going to say Backyardigans. You say Backyardigans? You sure? I'm going to go with Backyardigans. Okay. Surf's up, ho daddy. Let's take a listen. All right. Surf's up. Surf's up. Surf's up, ho daddy. I got daddy. a little worried. Whoa. Matt Bell now. The ho daddy part was one for one. misleading. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the beauty of the game. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows what it is? That All was, right. Okay, I'm feeling good. Feeling scary. good. All right. All right. I like how you try to you try to trick me out of the correct answer. I try to regis you a little that bit. That was not cool, man. <laughs> All right, here's where we're going. Next song. You're a one for one. You're doing great. Mm-hmm, thank you. Uh, P.U. Stinky Swamp Song. <laughs> I hope to God that's the backyard again. You sure? Yeah. You've heard the Disciples of the 36 Chambers? <laughs> you're, a uh, fan, you're a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. I do like the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, okay. That doesn't sound familiar to me. Is that where we're going? Yeah. All right. Let's go P-U, parentheses, Stinky Swamp Song. P-U, look out, P-U, watch out, P-U, That is a Wu Tang clip. What? <laughs> no, that oh is God. a backyardians. All right, you're two for two. Okay. All right, you'd think logically right now that you have to bring a Wu Tang song, you but think, I know that that's you, you don't operate to. logically. No, you I are don't. Uh, you. I don't. You follow your instincts. I don't. So we're gonna go with the song is called third song Gravel Pit. Gravel Pit. <laughs> gravel Pit. I happen to know that Gravel That's a great pull because that does sound like it would be a kid song. It would be a kid song. But I do happen to know that that is a Wu-Tang Clan song. You sure? I'm <laughs> 100% like, sure. Okay, you sure it's not a... All right. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Remember what old Dirty said. I'll fuck your ass up. Now listen. Back, back and forth. Check out my Okay. Back, back and forth. That is the backyard. Uh, that is... <laughs> That is your like three for three late nineties Wu Tang man. Okay, I feel like the ringer. All right, that's from the W, right? That the, that is from the W. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. In the hip hop and rap category, that is the Wu Tang Clan. Um, for you, uh, I'm gonna okay. I'm not. I'm gonna ignore that one because that's too easy. Oh, okay. Here we go. I haven't done this one yet. Uh, we're gonna go for the fourth song, and you're perfect right now. Prize yeah. is looking. I'm feeling like pretty good, but it's getting as any good game show would. It gets harder as the farther yeah. you go into it. It so. gets harder. So I'm gonna go with when I'm booing. Is it a Wu Tang song or a kid song? <laughs> when I'm booing. When I'm booing. Oh boy, a lot of songs by the Wu Tang Clan. A lot of songs by the Backyard Again. <sighs> Was it by the lovable dinosaur with the eye patch? <laughs> what is the Backyard Again? I've never really seen it. Uh, I've never seen either. <laughs> I assume they're in <laughs> the backyard. They're in the backyard it. again. Again, again. For the, they were there and then they left yeah. and then they came back. Exactly. When I'm booing, when I'm you're booing. perfect right now. Fuck. In the second to last rung, this is beguiling. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? This tense? really this sounds like it could be either. I, I have no idea. It, I've never heard of this song, but I do feel like that absolutely sounds like a Wu-Tang Clan song. 
Um, Can you hear ODB maybe I, saying it? Yeah, I yeah. feel like I, I feel like that would be an ODB track, like a, just a crazy interlude. Is it ODB or the Gremlin in the <laughs> tiger striped striped leotard? I'm, I got to go backyard again to get a follow. Cause the really? That, yeah, I'm going to say backyard again. Wow. All right. Let's hear it. When I'm booing, let's hear it. Here we go. Whoops. Sorry. Technical difference. The suspense, suspense is really killing you. So I'm going to ask you since I, I started a little bit. You sure? I, I'm, you locking, can change. I'm locking it in. It's locked Final in, Final answer. Let's go. When I'm booing. Yes. Oh, oh, when I'm booing. Man. What does that mean? Well, oh, he's a ghost. He is a ghost, but he's, he's not a great ghost. He's turning the, act, the saying "boo" to someone. He's turning that into a verb. Yeah, which is a very, that's a very hip hop thing to do. But he's soft, right? He's a soft ghost. So, right. okay, all right. When all I'm right. booing, I know. someone should make that a rap. Not that ver- not that song, but they should take that title and make a rap song. I agree. It. I agree. Well, maybe uh, that could for in the rap world, booing would be like if the Riz is listening. Yeah, here you go. I'm giving it right to you on a platter. Mm-hmm. Booing in rap vernacular i think would mean like being someone's girlfriend like my boo when i'm with my boo yeah your girlfriend or, or your boyfriend boo. your girlfriend's your boo yeah. pretty much right so when i'm booing would be yeah be the act of being someone's yeah uh yeah sexual partner <laughs> yeah <laughs> there yeah. you go the song writes itself at writes this point itself. yeah <laughs> call the guys and then you could sample that and that's just another layer of greatness sample the backyardigans yeah this is the last one. Here we go. I, I hesitate to give it to you because I so feel like close. I can taste. You the can victory. also cash out now. What? You can cash out. You don't have to. This last one. <laughs> is that what that bell means? Is that yeah, I, I'm that bell now, means you can cash I, I'm out. I'm able to cash out. Absolutely. Okay. You can cash out and appear in the next episode, <laughs> the next Wu Tang or Kid song, right. or you can go forty-five for five and and some. Not yet to be named great prize. Unnamed prize, which could or could not appear. I am going to uh, let it ride. Let it ride. Go Go for for the record. Go for the record. Matt Bell now. I didn't didn't come here to play safe, Matt. Well, I have a feeling. I have a good feeling about it because you seem to know a lot of Wu-Tang You're like Flo Rida over there. You've got a good feeling. Yeah. Oh, oh, sometimes (laughs) you get a good feeling. (laughs) The song is called Ice Cream. The song is called Ice Cream. The song is called Ice Cream. Is it by the Wu-Tang Clan or the Backyardigans? There have been plenty of Backyardigans songs that almost seem ridiculous if I did another Backyardigans song. On the other hand, the song is called Ice Cream. I'm tempted, really tempted, to say this is a title of a song by both the Wu-Tang Clan <laughs> and the... There are no trick is, questions. There are no trick not questions. questions. Okay. Nope. So it's definitely only one of them. Uh, yeah. And you can take your time. We can talk again about songs our kids like. Talk yeah, about Lucky Diaz some more. Uh, Lucky Diaz. There's, there's, they have the. They, they are a group that you would might see playing at Sunset Junction. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. uh, they actually, I heard them uh, embarrassingly enough. Uh, this is like the most white guy dad thing I could poss- possibly admit, but I found out about them by hearing them interviewed on NPR, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said that they were playing sunset junction and and after the show someone was like hey, oh man I, I just like happened upon your show and i didn't realize it was uh, kids music and the guy was like that's like the highest compliment to, yeah to be told that you know this because that's seriously when you hear it it's just good yeah 
like and you don't really know if you're not paying attention to what they're singing about even when you do pay attention there's a song about amelia Earhart, and it's very like cool and they're awesome i love them yeah um but let's not get too far off <laughs> because the title of the song ice cream to be perfect i am going called to ice cream say, i really feel like that is a wu-tang song but i'm scared to say it because it very much could be a backyard again song and i don't i can't pull the if i got if it isn't if it's a wu-tang song i can't think of it um so i'm gonna say i have to go with backyard again final answer final backyard. answer sure? yes I, I played a lot of backyard again backyard against final answer all right for it for the perfect for the perfect five for five Here's the answer. This is going to be so, so disappointing <laughs> if I get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or kid song. No! Ice cream! Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> that was heart-wrenching. That is That brutal, is heart-wrenching. Well, loss. No Vespa for you, Matt. That oh, what? God damn it. I love no Vespa for you, but scooters. thank you so much for playing. Was That, that was pretty well, enjoyable, wasn't look, it? I had fun. That was super uh, enjoyable. Walking away empty-handed, but I do have um, you know the great memories that we've made here today. Thank you for playing. Thanks for having me. That was called Wu-Tang or Kid Song. Wu-Tang Song or Kid Song. Wu-Tang Song or Kid Song. All right, so uh, I'm sitting here uh, with uh, with Will Stegman from Long Island, New York, and I mention that because uh, Billy Joel, also from Long Island, New York, and Will is sitting here because he was adamantly anti-Billy Joel, even though they share these Long Island roots. But then he kind of, a couple years ago, he kind of decided, you know what, I'm giving Billy Joel's music another try, so he started this blog. You know what? Instead of me explaining it, Will, first of all, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. Tell me what the blog is called. The blog is called A Year of Billy Joel. Okay. So even though I've sort of given a, a brief little prelude, because I like to chat. That's okay. Tell me, okay, so just tell me tell me how this all started. Well, a good question. It started years and years ago. It mm-hmm. started basically as long as I can remember ago. Um, I grew up on Long Island, 20 minutes away from where Billy Joel grew up. And if you live on Long Island, Billy Joel is our Springsteen. He is, he's a cultural icon. You can't turn on a rock station on Long Island. You can't walk through a supermarket. You can't call the deli to order a sandwich and get put on hold (laughs) without hearing a Billy Joel song. It's just everywhere. And everybody I knew loved it. They plan their summers around, you know, Billy's playing, you know, Madison Square Garden. Billy's playing Nassau Coliseum. We're going to do this. Everybody I knew owned all his records. And I basically decided at an early age, I wanted nothing to do with it. Like I was going to just go the other way. And were you a rebellious kid or was this just like, uh, you were just like, I don't, I think piano man stinks. I think the best way to describe me as a kid was I was just a jerk as a kid. Like, <laughs> okay. I was just like, anything you told me to do, I wouldn't do it. Um, I got into a lot of trouble as a kid for just refusing to follow just the simplest rules. Like in school, just line up over there, not going to do it. And um, this led to problems. This led to me getting <laughs> kicked out of school. 
uh, two times and um, led me to a, a lifelong hatred of Billy Joel. I think if there's like an origin story for it, mm -hmm. the moment it started was probably when I was eight years old. And when I was a kid, I had, I had trouble walking. Like I was, I don't, you know, I know I look like a cool dude now. Yeah, no, you look. Terrific. But when I was great walker, when I was eight years old, I had to wear leg braces mm. and all those things that, you know, kids never make fun of. Like if, if you want to be cool as a kid, have leg braces and trouble walking. So I had to have surgery to correct it. And when I got out, they wouldn't let me go to gym class. So I had to go to this thing that was called special ed gym class. And the only thing that's like not cooler than going to special ed is being in special ed gym. Right. And even worse than that was I was the only kid in school who had to do it. So special ed gym consisted of me sitting in a gym by myself with a with a bowling set like that was how my school was going to rehabilitate me was like through bowling like he can't walk and he's got braces give him a heavy ball right yeah have him set up some bowling pins and knock him down and that was i just had to do that twice a week seems logical right yeah it worked clearly i'm walking yeah, now yeah, but the only other thing in the i was allowed to use in the gym was a record player so there was a record player that I could wheel out on the little cart. This sounds like the beginning of a Wes Anderson movie, by right, the way. Right, I know. <laughs> so I had a bowling, I had a bowling set and an empty gym and a record player. And there were two records I could choose from. It was a 45 of Asia's Heat of the Moment. Okay. <laughs> um, and whatever the B side to Heat of the Moment was, I do not remember. It's probably blank. I'm guessing. <laughs> just, just Heat <laughs> of the Moment instrumental on the back. Right, yeah. Um, and the other record was Billy Joel, 52nd Street. Mm, okay. And before you ask, I was not allowed to bring my own records because I had records at home. I'd be happy, like, I'll just bring in my own stuff. Like, I, I've got back in black at home. Like, just bring that down. We'll have a great time. And I couldn't do it. So twice a week, I just sat in this gym by myself, listening to Billy Joel's 52nd Street and thinking, like, when I can walk properly, I'm going to show all of these people. <laughs> I'm going to run across this gym and I'm going to somehow learn to dunk a basketball, even though I'm not even four feet tall. And I am also never going to listen to Billy Joel ever again. And for years, I just didn't. I just couldn't get far enough away from it. It got to the point where as an adult, I would um like just in a bar and somebody puts on Piano Man in the jukebox and I'll walk over and just... Pull the plug. Wow. Which is, let me tell you, like, it's a dick move to pull. Like, somebody is just working hard all day and he puts his dollar in and selects his three songs and some jerk like me just goes over and pulls the plug. Like, you know, these were working class bars, like, by the train stations on Long Island. So there were people who, like, worked in factories and got off of work and was like, I'm just going to go have a couple of beers and then go home. Like, it was a place where the only thing you went there for was to get drunk, and I would get thrown out because I couldn't control myself <laughs> when somebody played a Billy Joel song. And it's like, he's not drinking too much. He's just an antisocial jerk. Yeah. So I would get into fights with people. I really was a dope about it. And uh, I thought that would never change. And did it – kind of sorry, real quick. Does your uh, – I assume your friends and family, your Long Island friends and family – Yeah. 
big Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. My parents love So are you ostracized in your family because you are? Not for that reason. <laughs> but, <laughs> there were, but that doesn't help. But that doesn't help. Right. You know, it was always like, oh, don't mention Billy Joel around yeah. Will. He's kind of an asshole about it. Yeah. So Take off moving out. Yeah, just like, just don't play that. Um, my dad could get away with it because he could do whatever he wanted. You know, he owned the house I lived in. What right. was I going to do about right. it? Right, yeah. But, you know, over time, I, it just, it began to be the thing that defined me. Like, people would say, like, oh, Will's a nice dude, but, like, he's really a jerk about Billy Joel. <laughs> like, you know, he's okay. Don't ask him about Billy Joel. It just became the thing, like, don't mention the war. Wow. Don't talk about Billy Joel. Um, I, I just, at one point, I decided January 1st, I'm going to set a New Year's resolution. I am going to listen to zero Billy Joel. Like, I'm going to go, this is 1996. I'm going to go a full year, zero Billy Joel. I was like, I could pull this off. I could just don't listen to the radio. Don't go places where you think it's going to, you know, be played. <laughs> I, I could pull this off. I could go. And if I could go a year, maybe I could, like, cleanse myself of the anger. Because mm-hmm. I was an angry jerk. I was... 22 years old, you know, living in this like windowless studio apartment because I had dropped out of school. I had committed some sort of revenge fraud and wait, 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 you committed a revenge fraud. Yes. I committed revenge fraud. Um, someone had committed fraud against me. Okay. My uncle who has the same name as me, um, assumed my identity when I was a child and basically opened a series of bank accounts using my social security number. Oh, man. And destroyed my credit by the time I was like 13 years old. Like by the time I was 13 years old, it was like, however old this person gets, he's never allowed to own anything ever. So when I went to college and couldn't pay for it, I assumed his identity to take out my student loans <laughs> in a in a scam to get a free college wow. education. And, you know, revenge fraud, as people will pull. Sure. And I had gotten caught. Good old-fashioned revenge fraud. Exactly. Yeah. I can get away with it because in 1992, when I did it, the state of New York didn't have like a centralized database. All they did was just check that the name and social security number matched. And since we had the same name, right, was able to get away with it. Eventually, they caught up with that. So I had to pay that money back. And it would be impossible to pay that money back and still continue to go to school. So I dropped out due to my revenge fraud, and I'm just an angry 22-year-old who's blaming all of his problems on Billy Joel, and I'm just, I'm not going to listen to that jackass. <laughs> so, you know, six weeks into the year, I'm sitting at the Lindencrest Diner in Lindenhurst, Long Island, and just eating an omelet after a couple of drinks. Jukebox comes on, and it's Piano Man, and it's one of those tabletop, so there's nowhere to Pull plug. Like, if there's just a machine right. in the back. The classic diner, yeah. Yeah, so I can't do anything. So I'm just like, you know what? Haven't you jerks heard this song enough? Like, we're going on 35 years of Piano Man. Do we have to do this? And, you know, I, I don't know who I'm mad at. Like, you know, any one of a dozen people could have been the one to play this. And the server comes over and it's like, I think it's time for you to leave. And I'm like, I think you're right. I am leaving. So you're saying this out loud yes, to the diner? I'm, I'm not just, du- like... I had enough drinks. Okay. Where so you're a little intoxicated. Yes. Or sure. or a lot intoxicated. Okay, and also I at the time suffered from this thing where I didn't realize how big I was, meaning I'm not a giant person. Right. I should not challenge a 
room full of people to a fight, but I didn't care. Like this was, this was the hill I was going to die on. And it was about Piano Man. <laughs> so I leave the next year. I go through the same thing. I go through all of the rest of the nineties, like swearing. No Billy Joel in my life. And I realize, oh, the only way I'm going to get away from Billy Joel is to move. I, I live on Long Island where it's, again, he's the most successful musician to ever come from the town. Like, I don't think he's the best, but he's certainly the most successful. Mm -hmm. You know, there are plenty of other people who came from Long Island who have done great work. Sure. But De La Soul. De La Soul. Mm -hmm. Three quarters of the Velvet Underground from Long Island. You know, mm -hmm. it's, but Billy Joel's the guy, you know, who does the tourism board commercials. Right. He was kind of their first, like, well, I'm sure there are pre people before him. And he was the first one to sort of wear it as a badge of honor. Right. He a was lot of the people, for right. sure. A lot of Still people, is. you know, grew up on Long Island and they moved to L.A. say, oh, I, I grew up in New York. And they just want you to assume, oh, you know, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. like, no, I grew up. Billy Joel was the first person to say, like, oh, no, I'm from Long Island. At least the first successful person. Everyone else had tried that and failed miserably. <laughs> so I decided... To move to L.A. Just was a girl I had been dating. She had moved out here. Um, I did not take the fact that she moved away very well. So when she called me one day to be like, hey, you should come out here and visit. Like, before she could hang up the phone, I was like, oh, oh I'm going. That's it. So I move out here. And I'm thinking like, oh, this world is going to be this, this Billy Joel free paradise. <laughs> Clearly no one in Los Angeles. Like, radio waves don't go that far. No. Like, hey, I don't know if they have TV out there. It's going to be great. And, of course, I get here, and uh, I'm still the same jerk I was on Long Island. And Billy Joel is still um, still around. So people find out, oh, where are you from? Like, I'm from Long Island. You know. And when is this? What year around this is, is this? I moved here in 1999. Okay. So, so his popularity is not at its – he's sort of, in this period, like, not putting out as much music – at this point, he's essentially an oldies act. Like he's, yeah, he's stopped putting out records. He's, um, you know, he's still touring. I think he's playing with Elton John at the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's nothing new coming out. But again, as long as there are diners and, uh, sure, and, you know, of course. Yeah. yeah. As long as there are diners and grocery foods, stores and somebody's going to play it. Elevators, you're going to hear it. Exactly. Okay. So anyway, years pass and I, every year, same, same thing. This is the year I'm not going to hear anything. And uh, I get all the way to 2012, and in 2012, it's, you know, New Year's, and my wife is flipping through the channels, and she says... Is this the... Did you marry the woman that you... No, I did not. Okay. No. She was too much of a Billy Joel fan. <laughs> <laughs> you let her go. She and I... Yes. Yeah. She and I... Um, she was like, I want to get married, but our song has to be, and so it goes. <laughs> and you're like, get the fuck exactly. out. Exactly. Like, this is over. Get out. Leave. So... Throw an omelet at her. <laughs> So we get to 2012. I'm married to somebody else. That somebody else says on New Year's Day, hey, can you come in here? There's something on TV I want you to see. And there's this documentary all called Last Play at Shea. Mm -hmm. And my wife thinks, oh, this is a documentary about the New York Mets, which is something I would really want to watch. And I come into the next room and just Billy Joel's fat face <laughs> is just looking at me. And I'm like, great. Like, I'm a day into the year and it's already ruined. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Forget it. Like, we're going to flip this. Like, this year, I'm going to go from listening to zero Billy Joel to listening to, to everything the guy ever put out. Really? So in that moment? In that moment. It was just like, you know what? I've, 
I've been doing this for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And clearly, I'm losing every year. Like, I have been thoroughly destroyed by this guy. In a competition, he doesn't even know we're having. <laughs> right. Like, it's a one-sided war, and I'm losing. So, like, you know, this is the year. I'm going full bore into it. So I started to just, like, you know, I'm just going to go buy some records. And I started to listen to it. And it's not... Now, where did you start? Did you start... You start at... Um, is it chronological? Or are you going... Yes. I decided to just, you know, pick a natural beginning point. Um, the beginning. <laughs> yes. Start with his first record and just chronologically work through it, okay. a song at a time. and just. So what's that? Is Cold Spring Harbor? Cold Spring Harbor. One? Okay. And as I start listening to Cold Spring Harbor, two things come to mind. One is it's not a good record. Like, it's just not. <laughs> right. But you're predisposed to not like it. Of course. Like, yeah. I'm going to hate it. Because you hate them. <laughs> and I went into this thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to make fun of this. Like, it's this is going to be a hilarious thing I'm doing. Wait, now let me stop you again. So, sorry. So, but this is, are you writing the blog concurrently? Yes. Okay, so you're writing a blog and you can, people listening can still, you can read it. Yes. It's called A Year of Billy Joel. And the whole idea was you're going to listen to a song and then write about it. If you like it, whatever. Exactly. But you and you think you're going to just kind of shit all over. And I think it's going to be this, I'm going to make fun of this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm finally going to give this guy what for. Like, this is my revenge for years of having to listen to your music, is I'm going to do this. And I realize as I'm listening, like, all right, I don't love the music. But as I'm researching it, I kind of start to like the guy who made the music. Like, I discovered like immediately, like, an hour into doing it, that... His first record was put out with this weird flaw in it. Right, it was too fast? Yes, right? it was mastered at the wrong speed. So it's too fast. So I'm thinking, you know, he's 22 years old. He creates this thing and it falls apart on him. And I'm thinking, I'm 22 years old. I just get caught for revenge fraud. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I'm sitting, like, my life is falling apart at 22 years old. And I had never stopped to think, like, Oh, Billy Joel wasn't born rich and famous. Right, yeah. Like, he was just a regular dude at some point. So, maybe I can give him a try. So, so 30 years of anger towards Billy Joel goes away pretty In one quickly. hour. <laughs> In like, one hour. <laughs> you've heard one song, you're like, I like this guy. Oh, I just, I learned like, oh, it's not his fault. Right, yeah. He didn't set out to, to be a guy who wrote songs I didn't like. Right. He just was a guy writing songs. And so I, I start working through this. And, <laughs> you know, about two years before I started doing this, my father had passed away. And he and I were not really close because I was kind of a jerk. And he was too. He's not listening to this. I can say that. <laughs> we didn't start getting along until the last, like, 18 months of his life. So we started to talk. And I, I started to, to get to know him better and learn about him. And then he died. So I was like, oh, I felt like I had gotten cheated. So a year after, you know, he's been, you know, he's been gone and I'm working on this project and I'm back on Long Island and I'm sitting in a bar, which was like the last bar he had hung out in. And I'm just sitting back there and it was his birthday. So I'm like, I'm just going to go to my dad's favorite bar, order a couple of drinks and work this out. And as we're sitting there, Piano Man comes on, mm -hmm. of course. And I realized, like, oh, you know what? Like, it's gotta, I gotta let this go. Like, I can't pull the plug here. Like, there are three people in this bar besides me. 
all of them knew my dad. My dad, in fact, grew up in the house across the street from mm. this bar. And I realized as I'm sitting there, I, oh, my dad lived this, this small life. And I'm sorry to say that, but he did. He lived this life that took place in a really small circle. And, you know, no wonder he and I didn't get along. I was always trying to get out of that circle and to get out of that small place where we lived. But he stayed in Long Island. He stayed on Long Island. He stayed, in, he stayed, he lived his whole life within five miles of the place where he was born. Ah, okay. Like he never went anywhere. And, you know, as I started to listen to more and more music that he liked and started, you know, going through each song, I just started to connect the dots between, you know, the life that he chose and the life that I chose and why we were at odds with one another. Um, and I started to remember things and sort of talk to my mom about, um, hey, what happened around this time? And, you know, I had, I hadn't thought about being in special ed gym class for years. I hadn't thought for years about the night that, like, my dad just sat in the basement, like, painting the windows over while listening to Captain Jack over and over mm -hmm. again. And so you want to wonder why, why I'm going to grow up not liking Billy Joel, like my dad locking me in a basement and painting the windows over while listening to this sad song yeah. is going to do that to me. Yeah, it's a terrible song, too. <laughs> it is a, yeah. I don't care how much you like Billy oh, Joel. I, I've listened to it many times. Captain Jack, not great. Captain Jack is not a song I like. So I realized, and I, the reason I hated Billy Joel so much was, one, because I felt it was forced on me. And two, it sounds so cliche, but I was mad at my parents. Right. My parents had me when they were still both teenagers. They made a series of decisions that I thought were questionable. And I was forced to live with the consequences of that. And I didn't realize it until I listened to their favorite songs and came to the conclusion that they were trying their best. They just didn't have the tools. And I spent my whole life angry because of that. And through this process, was able to let go of that. Sounds like they were sort of like, <laughs> like Brenda and Eddie. Absolutely, right? Yes, exactly. Although there's a problem. Is you you know that song? I'm sure. Sure. Why did they buy paintings from Sears in that? Song? That's so funny. I was just <laughs> thinking that I was I was because I've been listening to Billy Joel a little bit, knowing you were coming yeah. in, and I was like, that's such an interesting detail. Right. And I, it's I a, assume it was just you know what you did back then. Right. I remember having to look fashionable because it's probably, it's probably more fashionable or or very inexpensive. Or I guess. Both. I mean, I've I had Sears catalogs back then. Sure, would sit in it, circle the things I wanted and would yeah. never get. But uh, yeah. holidays came around. Right. Hey, look, I love mom. that thick thing. Yes. That sounded weird. Um, it's quite all right. Did you? Did, okay, I'm sorry. So okay, no, I could get sidetracked and go down these dark alleys for years. Sure, so bring me back. Um, okay, so. What, so, you, so it sounds like you're pretty into Billy Joel. You, you then kind of forgive him in a way. Yes. Do you contact him? Does there any? Does he have any kind of? Yes. Okay. Um, Am I skipping? Did I just? No, no, no. I was. We're, we were going to talk about it um, throughout the project because I know at the beginning of the blog I was reading it and yeah. you sort of invited him. I don't know. To have lunch, I think. Yes. You said you could go Dutch. <laughs> Throughout the project, that was nice of you. I was um, trying to entice Billy Joel to, to come and meet me for lunch. Got it. Um, because, you know, why not? 
Sure. Yeah. He's got to have a Google alert set up for his name. Just anytime somebody says Billy Joel, something's got to pop up. <laughs> sure, yeah. He's got to have an assistant who yeah. checks these things. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Another blog. Oh, look. Hey, Billy, some jerk from Long Island is talking about you. And he probably thinks like, oh, he probably loves me. Like, nope, not this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I, I have this kind of runner that goes through the project of me Inviting him to lunch and then making like sweetening the offer and you know, like increasingly better deals. Did it get better than Dutch? Because when I left it, it was a yeah, Dutch. So it started from Dutch. Went to um, went to I would pay for it. Oh. Uh, went to I would pay for it. Um, you know, but nothing fancy. I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> right, okay, like, like sandwiches and maybe like a like a like a soda. Like I'm not rich. It's Long Island, you know. Right. Um, it then went to appetizers, mm. entrees, desserts, and I'll send a car. Wow! I, I got to the end of the year, never had the lunch, um, but his publicist did get in touch with me. Really? Um, so he is aware of it. Um, he has had some very good things to say about it. So the possibility of that, you know, like I have been in touch, so the possibility of that happening is still alive. So the publicist got wind of the, the blog. Mm-hmm. And said, reached out to me, said, is this serious? I was like, oh, yeah, it's absolutely serious. And it seemed um, at the time you were, she, she, he or she was, you know, saying, hey, so you like Billy Joel now. And I had to say, no, I, I, uh-huh. I, I was like, I don't. Sure. Well, you know, at that point, I was still like halfway through it. Okay. And it's like, I, I appreciate, I appreciate what he does. I think he's a nice guy, but it's not the music that I go and get in my car and and turn on. Okay. So you're not full Joel yet. I'm not full Joel. No, okay. like you know, I've gotten the whole back piece tattoo since then. <laughs> sure. But at this point, <laughs> don't have that. I don't have the money for Billy Joel back tattoos. No, not yet. Um, but I had to say, like, oh yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really a fan. And but I, you know, I kept going, and I know that he is, uh, he was aware of what I'm doing, and he's aware of the fact that I'm working on the book. Um, and is at least open enough to that that like I've been able to you know send him you know sections of it as I'm going and can say like oh yeah this is you know basically yes you can say these things so he and I are not you know we're not taking trips to the Hamptons together but you know it's it's gone from me being I can't stand this guy to at least now having an in with them wow so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he, are you responding directly to him? Are you corresponding directly to him, or is it still via the publicist? It is no judgment. I don't want to get into the into okay. the specifics of it because um, I just always like knowing like what server they use. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, is he using Gmail? What's he using? Yahoo? Where is he? Let's see. Is he still got, an AOL guy? Um, I don't believe so. It's like Captain Jack at AOL? Because <laughs> that's oh my what God. I would guess. That's it. Can I tell you? That's yes. what I would guess it would be. Captain Jack 25. <sighs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he, well. got, he got the original Captain Jack. <laughs> Yo, sure. Like, he gets, you know, he can go and claim that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we're, we're, I have an intermediary who's helping me out with that. Okay, so have you gotten through the catalog? Because that's got to be hundreds of songs. Yeah, I, I actually was able to get through the entire thing. Wow. Um, so I got through the whole thing and, you know, at the end of it, really the takeaways were, one is the music is better than I gave it credit for. (laughs) Better than hateable. Well, it is. The thing that I had always written it off for was I thought it was simple and simplistic. Hmm. Okay. 
I realize those two words mean the same thing. I shouldn't have said it twice. No. <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. I thought that, again, it was just dumb pop music. And I realized as I was listening to it that, oh, it's not dumb. It's just that these melodies feel so natural. Mm. And it's really hard to write something that feels like it always existed. Like someone, I don't know who said, but it's like it's really hard to write dumb-sounding music. Um, it's really hard to write something that feels like... I think that was a black-eyed piece. <laughs> right. No, I don't know. But, yeah, no I, disrespect. I, I no be- disrespect I believe it was Fergie who said that. But it's hard to write something that feels so natural. Mm-hmm. And what I mistook for simple songcraft was actually incredibly gifted songcraft and was able to come around to appreciate that. Again, I like it. There are there are there's a chunk of of his career, you know, like the mid part of his career that I really love. And I go back and I listen to those records. Like I just I keep going back to those. There's even some later stuff that I really enjoy. Um I've definitely come around and grown to appreciate it and you know, met fans of his music. Um, I finally went to go see him live when he was here in Hollywood a couple of weeks ago. Well, he was just at the bowl, right? Yep. Got to see him at the bowl through the the connection. Got a little hookup. You got hooked up. I got hooked up. From the publicist. <laughs> I got hooked up. I got to sit in the fancy pants seats. Oh, nice. It was like 1% cosplay because, you know, I'm normally sitting way in the back. And I get to sit, like, all the way up front. And when the fancy people are like, hey, how did you get here? I'm like... I kind of wrote this blog, and Billy found out about it, and uh, I got these <laughs> tickets, and and uh, I'm really poor, but don't kick me out. So it was nice. <laughs> you really? I'm, I didn't include the fact that I was poor. Shit, no, hey. But it was interesting because we go to this show, and it's it's terrific. Hollywood Bowl is a terrific, terrific place to Beautiful. see a show if you can deal with the traffic to get there. So like we're sitting in these seats that I will probably never be able to afford. Um, and having a lovely time. I really enjoyed the show. You know, the show felt really like a homecoming of sorts for me. Like I had sort of closed the circle. Mm-hmm. But after it's done, like we're saying goodbye to our new millionaire friends. Like, <laughs> goodbye, wealthy people. We will see you. And my wife and I sort of take the long walk to like get on the shuttle bus to take us back to our house. And on the way back, we're like, you want to like go to Seven Eleven and get like ice cream sandwiches or something? <laughs> like, let's go back to being poor people now. And uh, still, it was worth it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's really cool. So yeah, so I've been working on on this book, and it's and the book is called the uh, book is, tentatively it's called tentatively also called Year of Billy Joel. Um, we're working on some possible subtitles. Um, you know, I keep putting filthy words in the subtitles. And I mm-hmm. keep saying, you can't say that. Right. Not right on the cover. This is a book. This is a book. This will be in stores, right? Yes. You know, people, you know, children are going to see this. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't put that picture on there. And uh, it's, you know, it's coming along. It's, like I said, it's, um, it's something I'm really happy that I've done. I'm really proud of it. I think, you know, once it's done... I hope that people will read it and give something that they had written off a chance. You know, the real takeaway from this is not the idea that, oh, you can reconcile um, with your family, you know, which I did through this. It's not a, hey, you could, you know, maybe get in touch through an intermediary with a musician. It's, 
open yourself up to something. Give something a try that you had never considered um, or had written off and you might surprise yourself. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad you – it's pretty amazing that you – when I first heard about it, that I, I had no idea where it landed. Yeah, you know, no, it, but that's pretty cool that it you came around. Yeah, I did. After all those years. And, you know, the – Proud I, of you, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Can you slam dunk? <laughs> Um, That's the most not important thing. quite yet. Okay. I, okay. I do not have the hops for it. I can. Uh, I still can't bowl. Um, I still. Can't I would listen. think it's so funny that I mean, not funny, but like I would think after that story, which is such a vivid, like you bowling. I would think if I would be like, I can't ever go in a bowling alley again. Like just hearing you say tell that story, which <laughs> is such a awful visual of as you as a kid bowling alone. Like I just I would never. I, don't, I would never want to bowl. I can't say that I go to bowling alleys frequently. Like, mm-hmm. If I have to do like a year of bowling alleys next, <laughs> where I just go to bowling <laughs> alleys to confront, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to confront my issues with bowling alleys. Right. No, but I, I can't say that I go to them frequently. But uh, yeah, I never, I never had anger towards bowling alleys. Okay. I never even considered it until now. Well, like, oh, I could have hated bowling I alleys. Wanna, this I don't want to start you down that path. But well, there have been there have been several attempts. Or people have tried to push me into doing another year of something. Like, you know, could you do could you do a year of bowling alleys? Right. So the one that keeps coming up is could you do a year of rush? And that is the one where my wife says, like, please don't do that. Like, <laughs> you could do anything else, please not a year of rush. So I have not picked up another year of okay. project. Okay. Um, but once I finally wrap this uh, this book up, it may be time for something else. Well, good luck with it and um I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna keep reading the blog because I'm. I'm part of the way through, and it's. You can. It's really interesting. Thank you. So, year Billy Joel. Can I ask a question? Oh sure. yeah, Matt Belknap's gonna ask hey, a question. Up? Hey Matt. Uh, I feel like I can't pass up this opportunity to ask a guy who's immersed himself in it. What, to, in your mind, and for your taste, what is the best and worst Billy Joel song? Hmm. Good question. The worst is easy. The worst is a very easy one. There is a song. River of Dreams, right? No, actually. No. Not even close. Oh, my God. No. There's something worse than that? No. We didn't start the fire? <laughs> no, but also a good... We didn't start the fire as an outlier in the catalog in that it's a terrible melody and it's a terrible song. <laughs> right. It is, but it's not the worst song okay. of his to become a hit. Okay. There's a song called Modern Woman, which was put out mm. around 1985 which appears on the soundtrack to the movie Ruthless People. <laughs> do you remember Ruthless People? I do. Sure. I Danny DeVito. barely remember it. Right. Danny DeVito and Ben Midler? Ben Midler, yes. yeah. Clearly I remember more about it than I thought. And his song was in that, and it it charted. And it is terrible. It is this, like, <laughs> Philly went through this period in the early to mid-'80s where he was really influenced by, like, New Wave. Yeah. And really liked the sound of a, of a synth. Like, really liked that New Wave synth. Yeah. And he laid it on thick on a lot of songs in the, in the early to mid-'80s. <laughs> and it is awful. I, I just – there were maybe two songs in the whole catalog where I got halfway through and was just like, forget this. <laughs> like, this is garbage and was able to sort of hand it off. I was right. <laughs> yeah, I was right. If everything sounded like this, I was right all along. But as far as best song um, – Or your favorite. I mean, My favorite – um, because my dad played such a role in this project, you know, I have a soft spot for Vienna, which is about Billy mm. and his own father. Mm. And then, as you mentioned earlier, Brenda and Eddie, these scenes from Italian, Italian restaurant is just, it's the, it is Billy Joel's best impression of Paul McCartney in the sense that 
you know um, who makes an appearance in that documentary who, who plays play in the documentary H. yes last play Shay, right um, and, you know and the, obviously the Beatles are a big influence on on Billy Joel and really anybody making music since they existed but if you listen to like you never give me your money off of Abbey Road which mm-hmm. has those those dramatic changes in tempo scenes from an Italian restaurant kind of emulates that and it's pieced together and I've always said that you never give me your money isn't the best Paul McCartney song, but it is the most Paul McCartney song. <laughs> like, it's, it's Paul McCartney doing all of the things that Paul McCartney does and doing them well. And then Billy Joel's song, again, is, is him doing his version of that. It's all of the things that Billy Joel does well in one song. So yeah. I like it a lot. Cool. I'll say one more thing, too. On uh, Whale Cave, uh, in the first season of Whale oh, Cave... Yeah. Uh, Kit Pongetti came on the right. show. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. And she told that great story about how she just – she saw a Billy Joel concert and then afterwards he was playing at the hotel bar and they sang Vienna. And I yeah. thought that was just pretty – which to me made me appreciate Billy Joel a lot because he seemed very approachable. Yes. I and mean, the fact that he's been willing because to – she approached him. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you know he's been willing to engage yeah. um, with me says a lot about – Absolutely. He doesn't have to do this. He could just sit like – I'm, I'm, I'm here counting my money. I can't be bothered with yeah. this guy. So, uh, you know, by all accounts, you know, in my experience, he's been very nice. He was also, wasn't he the victim of a, a fraud? Or not yes. fraud, but like he, he was, maybe not fraud, but he was, his man, he was, a lot of money was stolen from him, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah. and that was. Um, that, was that was your was, uncle, right? That <laughs> was <laughs> straight up fraud. See, he and I have that in common. Exactly. We've, been, we've been ripped off by yeah. people we trusted. Um, I just realized my uncle's probably going to listen to this. Oh, well, <laughs> he, he shouldn't have robbed me. Yeah. Uh, actually, I have to go see that uncle in about two weeks. And it's the first time we've seen each other in a couple of years, but the last time I saw him... We'll hold the release of this yeah, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> last time I saw him, he's like, hey, how's everything going in L.A.? Where are you living? I'm like, oh, I'm living in this crappy apartment because my credit's still screwed up because of you. And he's like, "Yeah, shit happens. Wow. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, man. So there we go. Well. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like we could have gotten out on a high note when you were wrapping up, and then I stuck a question in there, and now we're ending on that. Is there anything else? <laughs> okay. That isn't going, now, Listen. Honestly. As we m- got real. This, this, uh, this segment got real. It did. So why not go on a real note? Sure. Um, well, listen, I hope uh, maybe a year of your uncle's the next blog. <laughs> oh, man. Right. Since he's going to listen to this, let me just get this out. My sure. uncle, career criminal, once... Um, <laughs> He once got arrested for robbing a, uh, a laundromat. and Of quarters? He denied lo- ro- <laughs> robbing this laundromat. Uh, you know, laundromat's where the money is. So he robs a laundromat. He's down in county, calls home. He's like, look, I got picked up for robbing this laundromat. It's like, completely unrelated. There's $500 in quarters in my car. Can you <laughs> bring those down here and get me out of here? So he paid his bail in with the quarters he had stolen. From the laundry man. Oh, man. That's yeah. Beautiful. Not a wow. smart criminal, but a criminal nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I think he's currently under house arrest. Okay. Well, then it's time to listen to this. Yep. Hey, Uncle Bill. Check out the whole series. How's There's it going? a lot of good episodes. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Uncle Bill, you can go back. Yeah, uh, this is... start with the Andy Daly episode and work your way through. Yeah. It's great. Tells a great one. Well, Will, thanks for being on. Thank you, Matt. I hope uh, you get to work things out with your uncle as well as Billy Joel. <laughs> Maybe you can all sit down. I'll have Billy Joel intermediate with uh, my uncle and I and a credit counselor, and everything will be okay. Will Stegman, a year of Billy Joel. 
check it out on the uh, the internet. There you have it, Will Stegman, A Year of Billy Joel. Folks, that's what Whale Cave is all about. You can start with anger, come around, come to love. That's what this is, hopefully. Or grudgingly accept. Or grudgingly. <laughs> no, that sounded like love. Well, he, I, yeah, that's what I love about that story is there's more about, it's more, it's about more than just the song or music. It's, yeah. it's, it's about family and just personal demons maybe a little bit i mean i don't know it's really deep I, I can't wait to read the book when it's done yep the book book will be out uh he wasn't exactly sure when the book will be out yeah but look for it look just look every day for it a year of billy joel by will stegman um yeah again go to his blog it's great it's really interesting um also billy joel if you're listening you are welcome on whale cave anytime if i do take some more time off which is probable um i will untake it off if you if you call or send an email to matt at whalecave.com or uh, a tweet to at whalecave. Um, also, Matt Belknap, thank you so much for playing the oh, first ever yeah. <laughs> Tanger Kit Sign. I know I'm it's still been a reeling. while. I know. It's I'm reeling been, from the defeat. but Yeah. But I think you, you were admirable. It was admirable. I, I feel like I, you know, I feel kind of like uh, this This reference might make no sense by the time this episode airs, but I feel a little bit, bit like the U.S. soccer team and that I didn't triumph, but I, um, I think I, uh, I, I, I think I did my country proud. <laughs> yeah, we, look, yeah, we were all rooting for you the whole time and you come back home now and you come back home to open arms. You have a great story, you oh, know, that's, and that's another are you gonna Are you gonna play us out with some uh, journey? That's journey. No, I'm not gonna. But I will. I will. I will play you out this one, which is a song. Uh, you know, one of my favorite Billy Joel tracks. We're gonna play out with this one. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Let me hear that whistle. <laughs>